Welcome to the Life Pro Podcast, where today I have the pleasure of having Jeff Macolino, who is a podcast host, like me, actor, well, maybe not like me, but, you know, podcast host as well, actor, comedy writer, performer, and sometimes drunk. And today's topic is the power of laughter, which, you know, I, I, uh, I, who doesn't love to laugh, right? Who doesn't, who doesn't feel good after they laugh? And so we're going to, we're going to deep dive into that. But before we get started, how are you today, Jeff? I am, uh, I'm doing well. I, uh, this is only my first drink right now, so I'll be doing better by the time we finish. I guarantee it. Can't wait. Can't wait. To, can't, <laughs> can't wait to see where this takes us. Uh, so speaking of journeys, uh, why don't you start out, tell us a little bit more about yourself, your journey in life and kind of what led you to, to where you are now. Yeah, well, I, um, I, I guess I'll start it in college, frankly, because my last semester in college, I, I knocked up my, uh, my then girlfriend and future ex-wife. And, uh, you know, that kind of takes your life down a, a certain path. You know, it was I had to get a job with insurance and all that stuff. You know, I had to provide for, for my child. Um, so, you know, I got an insurance claims adjusting job which is not as glamorous as it sounds, uh, but it is a stable income. And it, and it you know, uh, so from from the age of 22 to 27, I, uh, I I had a child, got a job, got promoted multiple times, got married, had back surgery, had a second child, got got separated and, and soon uh, after that divorced. So I had a busy five year span as far as life goes. Um, when I hit my mid thirties, I had a we'll call it a crisis where I almost committed suicide. Um, and between talking to a therapist and talking to my mother and my older sister, you know, one of the things that kind of shook free is like, you know, maybe you need to do something that you're a little more passionate about instead of insurance claims. Um, it was I was good at it but also you know when you're good at it that means you get to deal with the really disgusting stuff like people children dying in car accidents and didn't leave me sleeping well at night um I just you know I didn't have the stomach some people do and some people don't and I I really just didn't have the the stomach to uh to handle that on a on a daily basis so the in essence uh at that point I call it a midlife crisis and uh I decided the thing that I was most excited about was when I was working with my brother and my brother-in-law on a, you know, writing some comedy comic book type material. And I thought, you know what, this is where my passion lies. And I'm going to see if I can go do that and make enough money to survive. And uh, that's kind of dumped me out where, where my, my journey began a, a couple of years ago. <laughs> Got it. So what, uh, what led you to comedy? When when did you discover that uh, you were funny? Um, very late in life. <laughs> I was. I don't think I was very funny at all. Um, my mom points out I used to try to do impressions when I was like, you know, uh, uh, elementary wow. school aged. Um, they were terrible. Uh, I also had had to go to speech therapy in third grade because I couldn't pronounce my R's correctly. Mm -hmm. Um, so I. I was pretty shy and reserved really all the way through, I think, frankly, when I started drinking <laughs> in college is probably when I started. Uh, and I'm, I'm not saying that's what everyone needs to do, but I started <laughs> letting my guard down and I'd let jokes fly that, you know, you're not quite as embarrassed if you tell a joke that falls flat if you're drunk. Right. Right. So, yeah, when, 
so have you have you done stand-up yes yeah i um so when i got into writing kind of in my beginning to journey i uh reached out to a lot of comedians and universally they all said hey the best way to get to be a funny writer is to write some stand-up go do stand-up it'll help you find a voice it'll help you find what's funny they also said start a podcast so The podcast, which is now, I, I say it's its own universe that I can't even control at this point, but that started really as like extra homework so I could write better. Right. <laughs> um, so it, it's the the one the one attitude I took when diving into that, and really those comedians who gave me that advice of to try, try and stand up, try comedy writing, um, and then I like you know what, let me give acting a try. So just kind of saying yes, because if you have fun doing it and you're in the universe that you want to be in, you know, I, you know, I'd be happy, you know, whether I'm an extra on, on set for the rest of my life, if I can make a living doing that, if I'm writing movies and off screen, if I'm hosting a podcast, they're all fun. So uh, yeah. stand up I, I've I, I've t- let that take a backseat to the acting honestly because I I I do find it a lot more fun and less stressful to try to make people right. laugh with other people's words so and so you're in Florida right how how, how yes. is that work as far as being able to act because I'm in LA I would think that maybe we should switch spots uh it would probably <laughs> be beneficial to me um it's something when my 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 daughter's about to be 14 and my son's uh just turned 11. So, you know, when they're in college, it might be a thing where I decide, yeah. I, you know, it'll be a lot more lucrative if I live out in California or New York. Uh, but yeah. they do shoot a lot of uh, mostly independent films in Florida. Um, mm. So, it, you know, in, in a year of trying to act, I got two big roles and two feature films. Um that will be out at some point. I don't know. That's out outside of my control. Uh, yeah. But yeah, there, there are some gigs around. Yeah. So let's talk about our topic today. You know, the power of laughter. Um, what, what makes laughter so great in your mind? I think I, I always think from a personal perspective of how much easier my life got when I realized that I could make people laugh. And frankly, that, I don't find that there is a situation that it's not appropriate to try to make someone laugh in. Um, and that second part, I think, is is the part that maybe is uh, foreign to a lot of people. But, you know, just be open to the funny at all times. Why, why not? What's it going to yeah. hurt? You know, yeah. it, even in sad situations, I think cracking a joke, just, you know, being able to laugh at, at that joke as well, if it's a funny joke. Uh, yeah. It just makes everything lighter. It just makes you happier. Um, I think some people do feel like uh, maybe it's exposing vulnerability when you laugh. Um, mm-hmm. Almost like some people are afraid to cry in front of other people. Not that I try to cry in front of other people. Yeah. But, yeah. but I think some people have that attitude towards laughter that it shows some sort of weakness. Um, but just just be open to it. Even Even sad uh situations and stories i often talk about things that most people would be ashamed of or embarrassed about that happened to me and i did something stupid and got myself in a stupid scenario and yes it was unfortunate that it happened but if i can make a joke out of it and make other people laugh 
I feel like I'm just bringing positive energy out of what, you know, turning a bad event into positive energy for myself and anyone I interact with. That's kind of my weird right. hippy dippy philosophy. about it. Yeah. And there's so laughter, there's two sides to laughter, right? There's the side of making other people laugh, right? And that, that, that makes you feel good, right? When you hear, when you're in your crowd and everybody laughs and then, then there's a side of listening to you and laughing and having that endorphins being released by listening to, to the, to joke. Um, yeah. Talk to us about the, the, the two different sides. Well, it, it's, I, I think they're both important uh, tools to have in your tool bag, really. Right. One is don't, don't take yourself, don't take life too seriously. So you're always open to laughing. You know, it can be a serious thing. If, Look, if you're in a serious business meeting and someone farts, it's funny. Right. I mean, it might not be in another scenario even, but it's funny if it's just quiet and all of a sudden, you know, yeah, the person's embarrassed, of course, but it is what it is. Just, you know, notice, I, I, I do think my life did get a lot better when I started picking up the, the stand-up comedy uh, tip of, Anything you observe observe in day-to-day -day life, write it down if you think that's interesting, mm. and then try to make it funny. Yeah. Uh, and, and it really, you know, can be as, as much as stepping in a puddle. Why? What's funny about this? I, right. My foot's wet. I'm uncomfortable. Why is this now funny? What funny yeah. scenarios could happen because of this unfortunate thing? I think that, you know, being open to laughter at all times is is a big a big skill that people really need to hone. I don't, I mean, it comes naturally to some, but I do think it can be learned as well. And then the making other people laugh. I mean, it's such a powerful tool in, in again, even not just stand up comedy realm, right. but you know, I've been in the corporate world. I mean, if you can make a joke that makes people laugh, if, you know, to start off a meeting, you're, right. you're, that makes that meeting go from being awful to be funny. Uh, or or more enjoyable for everyone in it and more productive almost certainly yeah. um so so that's kind of i i do think everyone should try to hone that ability as well to the best of their ability not everyone is funny but yeah absolutely i mean there's something about somebody that makes you laugh like you build that trust and you build that bond and for whatever reason you feel closer to that person and you gravitate, you want to be spend more time with them because they make you laugh and they, they release those endorphins and make you feel good about yourself. So, you know, yeah. I, that's why, that's why I think it's a, it's a great skill to have um, to be able to not only make people laugh, but just to be able to laugh at like the stupid things in life that happen. Right. Because a lot of times we, you know, we, we get down on ourselves when we make mistakes and we, the things happen to us or for us or whatever, whatever it is. Um, and we just take it too seriously. And it, it, when it comes down to it, it all doesn't matter. We should just laugh it off and move on, you know? Right. Yeah, no, I agree. And I do think there is something about just having that positivity coming out of you where people are drawn to you. I think, you know, it's, it's talking to some metaphysical people. I think there is something there about the energy you put out in the world uh, can make it yeah. better. Um, yeah. And I do think people are drawn to that. You know, I think there's, I don't think science can necessarily explain it, but I, I think there's something to that. So you, you, you talked about farting in public and, you know, I, I can't help to think like, you know, when, when somebody falls in public, or like we watch, you know, America's Funniest Videos, which is like an hour of people just falling. 
like why i mean I, do you understand the psychology of that at all like why is that funny <laughs> it's I, so funny but it like why is that funny i i think generally it's with me at least it's the once i can tell they're not like seriously hurt the second yeah. that that yeah. i you know i i don't know that there is i think it's just the the i think when people put themselves in other people's shoes and they something very uncomfortable happens to that person right it's easy to find it funny so kind of like what i said earlier i have stories that i tell my friends i've told my parents uh involving drugs or strippers or blackout yeah. drunk incidents whatever and you know my mom of course her reaction is aren't you embarrassed of that and i'm like no it's funny it happened right. i might as well right. make jokes out of it like it, it it's it's what happened um but no even even thinking about it i i still remember one of my friends being drunk and running on the beach one night just you could yeah. start seeing him start to stumble and yeah. when he eventually went down i don't know that me and my other friends watching that ever laughed so hard in our entire yeah. lives yeah it's you know falling in sand is especially good because then you've got not just have fallen but you're covered yeah. head to toe <laughs> I think it comes down to all comedies, like an element of surprise. Like you're kind of like mm -hmm. that, have that shock that you're, you're not, you get, you hear something or you see something that you're not expecting. And that our instincts are to just to laugh about it. It's, it, yeah. I mean, it's very interesting. It's, <laughs> it's in stand up comedy. It's the mislead where right. you're telling something and everyone thinks they know where it's going and you completely go the opposite way with it. Yeah. Um, and, and a lot of comedies about timing, right? Like, I mean, that it's the same thing. It's like having the right, comedic rhythm where you're shocking the person at the right time yeah well it's good i mean i won't say any on here just in case i i don't want to offend anybody but <laughs> when you set up a joke where it sounds like you're going to say something racist or misogynistic right. yeah and you go completely the other way now sometimes you turn people off with that premise like once yeah. off the bat oh this is going to be something inappropriate so yeah. they're already those people are not ready to laugh um but the people who stick in and see oh no that was not at all racist or those are the people who you know that mislead really it's it's a it's an easy it's not easy to learn how to do mm. but but it is an easy hack for for comedy right so how do we get more laughter in our lives what what do we do I think the first thing people should do is stop watching the, the corporate news. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think you, you can tell pretty quickly that, you know, there are certain things, there are motivations that get people to do things and fear is the greatest motivator of all. Um, I, there was a state, I don't remember which stand up made the joke. Uh, you, you probably heard it where he's like, they, the local news comes on and said, are you and your children being poisoned by this household item? Tune in at 11 and find out. It's like, obviously, they don't care about you. They're right. trying to scare you. Otherwise, they'd say, this household item is poisoning you. Don't use it. <laughs> we'll tell you yeah. more later. Yeah. Um, but they you don't, they don't get ratings. They don't sell advertising blocks if, if people don't tune in. So fear is the greatest motivator. So avoid anything that tries to draw you in using fear uh, you know, i'm not saying horror movies but you know in real yeah. life <laughs> things that actually are scary um yeah. i think that's an important step um and and just 
I don't know. I, I do think I, I was talking to a gentleman who runs a comedy club in the UK and his philosophy was he thought every human being on the planet should should go up and do stand up at least a couple times. Do yeah. try stand up comedy. And he's like, it, it just just do your best to write a few minutes of funny stuff. Go up there and do it. He's like, it just changes your brain. It makes you better at. He he, he really said it, it is a translatable skill in so many avenues of life. Um, if you if you can do a halfway decent uh, stand up set, you will kill a wedding toast like that. Like yeah, yeah. no preparation, you can crush it. Um, running a meeting in the office, you know, if you if you can handle the pressure of being on a on stage with lights blinding you and holding a microphone people you know wanting you to make them laugh you know a surprise joke in a meeting you know that works so i, I think i think just I, I do think avoiding the negative negativity and um i i do think there are ways to train yourself to be more open to laughter yeah i mean i'm, I'm fascinated by people who watch the news um because it's like I feel like you're just kind of torturing yourself because you're mm -hmm. you're not you're not really going to take any action from watching that news. It might give you something to talk about with your friends, but it's really just bringing you down and feeling you making you feel like shit. I mean, yeah, it, no, I, the, I have. It's the opposite of comedy. Yes, I, I have a friend, <laughs> a dear friend, and he is all into the news, and he tells me all about the disaster that's going to fall on this country and we're you know we're gonna the economy's gonna crash we're gonna be rioting in the streets and i'm like so what can you do about it right nothing okay then why why bog me down with your craziness like right. if it happens it happens that's gonna suck for all of us but i can't stop it i'm not that powerful tied in of a person so yeah. i'm gonna enjoy my life and you know yeah obviously i hope that doesn't happen if there was a way i could do something to stop that sure yeah i would but you know i mean it's you could probably try to save money but you should be saving money anyway <laughs> sure yeah and i i live in florida so we get hurricanes all the time i always have canned uh, food and stuff so yeah it's know. like uh <laughs> it's like having to live in a in a in you know in bomb shelter all your life because a hurricane's coming you know it's like you know, there we there's a certain amount of news we need to really know. <laughs> you know, outside of that, it's like I don't really understand why we engulf ourselves in so much. You know, and the world is kind of an interesting place right now. It's like you know there isn't a lot of good out there, so it's like I find a lot of people are just kind of miser, you know, commiserating, and that's all they're doing is just kind of bringing each other down. So, reason yeah. why we need more laughter in our life. Well, and I I tell everyone, you know turn off the tv listen to podcasts yeah you know like really that's you can still get your news that way but you can select you have a million options although yeah. I, to be fair to, to a fellow podcaster everyone says oh there's millions of podcasts i yeah. actually talked to a, a marketing person who who does a lot of business with uh podcasts he said there's probably between 20 to 30,000 active podcasts actually out there yeah because so few of those three million podcasts make it to episode 20 like less than one yeah, percent I, mean, I believe i have to, i mean i have to agree i think everybody has a, everybody i you know a lot of people i know have podcasts <laughs> it feels like three million but yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i i've noticed because i've had people ask me like what uh what are some 
other podcasts that, that you've yeah. been on and I'm like, not many that still are going Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, you know, there, there is. And look, I think people should have fun and do what they want. So if they want to do five episodes of a yeah. podcast and decide it's not for them, good for you. Yeah. Uh, if you want to succeed, you got to show up and, and do the work, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. And the podcast and all your comedy, all that stuff is, you know, uh, laughter is, offers us escapism, allows us to kind of just like not worry about anything else and just be in the moment and just have fun with it. Right. Like, that's what I'm doing here with my podcast. And I'm sure what's what you do. You just kind of pulled into doing it and talk to so many fascinating people with such great experiences. Like, I mean, your, your experiences are so unique out there, right? Everything that you've been to that kind of got you to where you are now, you know, you had to go through that shit to understand like where you need to be. So, you know, I think all that is powerful and uh, it's, I'm, I'm, inspired by you being able to follow your dream and, and doing whatever it takes to, to get there. So, and you're having fun while you're doing it and you're drinking while you're doing it. So what's better than that? Yeah. Yeah. That's what, what, what people get on me sometimes like, Oh, but you don't have a real job. I'm like, just cause I can drink and do my job. Doesn't mean it's not real. It just yeah. means I was smarter. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So what what's your favorite podcast? Well, of course, I'm I'm taking uh, my own out of the equation. I suppose yeah, yeah. Um, you you and mine. <laughs> I, I will I will I will shout out. Yes, of course, present company excluded. I'll, I'll shout out a, a podcast I I always get a lot from. Uh, it's called Timeless Spirituality, uh, hosted by a, a a buddy of mine in in California. I actually met him mm. through my podcast, though uh, Daniel, the past life regressionist, which mm. I. I I think that tells you what he does for a living. Yeah. Um, he is very, he's a very funny guy, um, but it's a spiritual podcast. So it does dive into some deep, serious topics, but he always has a very uh, a good attitude. He has that attitude I was talking about. He doesn't let jokes go unsaid. If mm. there's a moment to be funny, he, he'll pop in and, and make it yeah. funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so that's that's one where I'm like, I feel like I learned some things. I get exposed to new ideas, but also I, I do get some laughs. So I love that mixture. But, yeah, you know, I, I have so many podcasts that on my on my feed that it's it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's 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 a world of of content out there. And we, we live in an interesting and a great time when it comes to content. Right. Like as far as streaming content and you know, on uh, TV and movies, well, maybe not so much movies, but uh, TV and podcasts and, you know, it, it, consuming content can be a full, <laughs> full-time job. Yeah, it, it is amazing uh, when you think about, I mean, there are actors who are making millions of dollars on Apple TV shows. Yeah. I, I've never been an Apple TV, TV subscriber, so I don't even know who they are. I, I, right. I wouldn't I, I've seen some in commercials and right. I'm like I don't I don't I don't know who that is uh you know to, but that that just speaks to one one part of that is it's encouraging to me because yeah. I can I, I can do what I love I don't need to be a, a, a movie star right. right I don't need to be world famous I don't need to have the number one podcast uh you can succeed being well down on that list and still make money and still have a, a solid career and a yeah. Uh, a, a lot of fun on along the way absolutely 
So I, I, I just recently watched the documentary on Gary Shandling and a lot of the things that you were saying, like the notebook and like, you know, he, he, he's an interesting guy. Cause he went through, like he was dealing with some shit in his life. And, you know, that was his, he was, he didn't know how to turn it off. Like he was funny always. Like that's how that's, that's just who he was, no matter what situation that he was in. Uh, were there any comedians or, you know, comic work that inspired you through the years or somebody that you kind of look up to? Yeah, I I always think of of two guys with that. One is Doug Stanhope, um, who is he's very dark. Uh, when I when I first started listening to stand up, like as a as an actual fan, I was probably in my twenties already, mm-hmm. because before then, every stand up I'd been exposed to was kind of that character, you know, mm-hmm. the Jeff Foxworthy, Larry the Cable guy, that kind of yeah you know, character comedian. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, it can be funny, but it's not my thing. And Doug Stanhope is just so real and so raw and also funny. He's not for everyone, but um, I mean, he has a bit about helping he and his brother helped his mother commit suicide because she had terminal cancer. Mm. And that's a very serious thing. Very, and very he dark. made it hilarious. And, and, and that's, that was an inspiration to me of, just kind of being like, okay, you can really be an authentic person and still be in the comedy world. You don't need to be a, a character. Yeah. And then the the other one is Adam Carolla because um he you know, he was a construction, he was a carpenter, you know, until yeah. he was I think in his early 30s. Um yeah. and he just he he you know, did improv, he he did whatever he could he was funny and he just found a way to make money out of it, which is kind of what I'm hoping to do with my life. You know, yeah. he, you know, he gets the man show, he gets his yeah. radio show. He, it, you know, he basically invented the podcast format right. to an extent. Um, but he's done movies. He now is touring, doing stand up. Uh, you know, he's kind of mm-hmm. honing in on that a little more later in his career. So just, you know, guy, those two guys kind of always stand out to me as, uh, plus, yeah. I I listened to Adam Carolla all through middle school doing Love yeah. Line with Love Dr. Line. Drew. So yeah. so he influenced yeah. my youth too. <laughs> yeah, a lot of us, a lot of us. We you know late night eleven was it, I think eleven to twelve. Or yeah, for it, us, was, it was uh, on K, uh, for us. It, it was on K Rock. Yeah, I I got it the next day from ten to midnight on on ninety eight Rock and in, in that's Tampa. what it was ten to midnight. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah, but and I was always a day behind because mm. I'm you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would have been time. way later time on Eastern time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So tell tell us about the first time you did stand up. How was that? First time you got oh, on stage? Oh, it was horrible. Um, the first time I did stand up at a legitimate comedy club, I told a couple of people I was doing it, and mm. so now an open mic night, for those who don't know, is generally the audience is almost all comedians, so they are usually sitting there writing their set or on their phone, looking through their notes, whatever. They're not really paying attention unless you get a really good zinger in. Yeah. Um, If you're lucky, there are some, you know, actual paid audience members there who just want to have a good time looking at these people do generally terrible stand. So (laughs) my, there were nine total civilians at this, at this comedy club, my first night. And six of them were friends or family of mine. 
And I had decided because I had written an email to Nate Bargatze mm -hmm. uh, that he read on his podcast and said, oh, Jeff, if you're a comedian, this would be a great stand up bit. It was about a doctor visit. Mm. Um, the problem with an open mic, you have five minutes and telling a story in five minutes can be tricky if it's kind of a, yeah. a you know, in depth. So the problem was I didn't know how to do stand up and I only had like six jokes in a five minute set. <laughs> and uh, my first joke I thought was a slam dunk and it wasn't. Nobody laughed. And I'm like, oh, man, even my two thirds of the audience is my close family members. They should be <laughs> guffawing at everything I say. No, nothing. So, um, yeah, that was that was that was a pretty terrible feeling uh, <laughs> the first time. But I, I will say this. The second time I went up with more material that I had wanted yeah. to do. Um, and for some reason, there were 50 people in the audience. And I mean, th that was ba basically capacity for the room. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I think I was the second one to go up, maybe the third. And uh, listening back, it's not a very good sound, technically sound set, but it, it had funny enough mm -hmm. premises. Uh, so I, I, I killed in that room, you know, people, they, it was a great crowd. They were nice and, and drunk and yeah. ready to laugh. Um, so the first time was like the lowest pit in your stomach that you'll ever feel like you don't feel right for days. Yeah. The second time I felt like I was king of the world. Like, you know, people should carry me out on their shoulders and <laughs> <laughs> celebrate so, you. Yes. Yeah. So no, nothing as good as, as killing nothing is Nothing yeah. as bad as bombing. <laughs> yeah. And you know it too when you kill it, you bomb. <laughs> yeah, you do. And it's, uh, you know, it's one of those things where if you talk to almost anyone who's done stand up more than a few times, yeah. And they'll say one of the first times they went up, they killed. And one of them, they just, yeah, just face planted basically. Right. And, uh, you get that. I got that out of the way the, the first two times. I'm like, all right, that's now I've experienced the highs and the lows. I can be in the middle now and I'll be good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's tough. I mean, I, uh, I, I'm part of a poker group and we, uh, we kind of do, we, we, uh, we have a league game. And then at the end of the year, we roast the, the last place team. And this year, uh, one of my friends is super funny and he killed it. Like he killed, he roasted, killed it. And I had to go after him which made it very difficult on me, but uh, so I bombed, but I, I understand the feeling really well. And, uh, you know, I, hopefully I won't bomb next year. Hopefully I won't be in last place. So I'll have an opportunity hopefully to, <laughs> to, to roast somebody and I won't bomb this time, but, uh, and I'll make sure I don't go after him. Um, this makes was a big a lot difference. Of, yeah. You follow. It, yeah. It does make yeah. a lot of, you know, they, if they stink, yeah. it can be hard too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. You want them to warm you up, but not to extent where it's like they're so funny that like you have to kind of live up to their standards. So, yeah, it could be. It could be. It's a challenging game. <laughs> yeah, you know, just like just like life. I think timing is everything. You know? Amen. <laughs> <laughs> timing is everything. meeting the right people at the right time, saying the right things at the right time, and um, you know. I think I think we've spit out some good knowledge today for people as far as like comedy and thinking about like, you know, maybe not taking everything so seriously and just kind of using that power of laughter to just make other people laugh or just laugh, just laugh, just 
not, it's not that important. Like move on, we'll move on with your life. Um, yeah. Life ends but, the same way for everyone. You might as well yeah. have fun while you're here. Yeah. And it goes, the older we get, the faster it seems to go. So, you know, carpe diem, enjoy every day to, to its maximum. Do, do, do whatever inspires you do whatever kind of makes you kind of pulls you into it, just like you did with your career. Um, so I think that that says a lot about you and, uh, you know, all of us can learn something from that. Um, the life pro podcast, the concept is everything life comes with a manual except for life itself. So I asked all my guests, the same three questions. First one for you is what is one thing that you want to teach the world does not have to be related to the topic. Um, I, I, I think the thing I would like to teach the world is to learn to think for yourself. Uh, yeah. That's that just being a thoughtful person. You, you know, it's so important to be able to, to think things through without having to be spoon fed how you're supposed to think about it. Um, yeah. So I, that would be the, I, I, I don't have a manual to that either. I was just always kind of born <laughs> with that in the back yeah. of my head, but I think yeah. that would be the thing. 100%, you know, like I think all too often we're influenced by whether it's our parents, our spouse, you know, whether it's society telling us, hey, we have to do it this way. Like you have to get up, you know, put on your pants the same way and go to work nine to five and clock in, clock out. Like, you know, when you were going to go over your insurance agent job, all I could think about was the movie Office Space, like that mundane life, yep. like where you get to a point where you're like, I can't do this anymore. You have a kind of a breakdown. And sometimes that's what it takes, right? Like to get to that yeah. point where you just can't, I'm just sick of this shit. I have to just, I have to make a change. Well, when I, that movie was part of the, part of the thing that inspired me, to be honest. Yeah. When Peter Gibbons in that movie says, I realize every day I wake up and go to work is the worst day of my life. So every <laughs> single day is the worst day of my life. And I'm like, oh my God, I feel that. And, and it's like, whoa, that's a problem. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What is it? The TPC reports? I forget. TPS the... reports. Yeah. TPS reports. I want. Um, gonna need you to have to come in. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I I used to make those jokes. Luckily, a lot of my bosses didn't weren't familiar with the movie, but they were like, "Did you do this?" I'm like, "No, I'll file my TPS report soon." <laughs> What's your favorite movie? Comic, comedy movie of all time? Oh. I mean, now that we're talking about it, I feel like I've got to say Office Space. Just yeah, uh, you know, it, it it really it did inspire me. Yeah, and yeah, um, I used to watch it like twice a year when I had yeah. an office job, and I realize now I yeah. I've watched it maybe once or twice in the last three years, maybe. Yeah, um, same, same. I used to watch it all the time, especially when I, I used to work in the corporate world as well, and that was you know when it came out, I was working in corporate world. And uh, I think if I remember correctly, it wasn't a big hit in the, in the theaters. It was more of a you know cult classic. Um, but old school, obviously, is another one that's kind of stands out for me as far as like best comedies of all time. Yeah, I I, I do love old school and uh, Tropic Thunder is uh, one that uh, yeah. I, I appreciate the hell out of that one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, movies that make us laugh, it's, same, it's, it's the same power you know, lets us kind of escape from reality and just kind of enjoy our spells. Um, are there any books that inspired you or kind of changed the trajectory of your life? Yes. And I meant to bring it up here with me, but I left it downstairs. So I'll tell you, it's the uh, cafe on the edge of, it's a long title. Uh, <laughs> you, you, you may have uh, heard this, but I think it's cafe on the edge of the world. 
Um, I'm gonna pull this up right here. I'm I meant to bring it upstairs so I didn't forget. Nah, yeah. good. John Strelecki, uh, the cafe on the edge of the world. Uh, my friend Jenny, um, when I kind of was going through my midlife crisis thing and saying I'm gonna mm. try to forge a career in this, like I don't mm. know what, right? Like I don't have a set path, but I know it's this direction and whatever branches that come, I'll I'll, I'll navigate them and figure out a way to to make a living. And she she told me to to read this book. Um, it's you know a tiny little book, the cafe on the edge of the world, mm. uh, and uh, yeah, it was it was uh, it hit home because it was really a, a much better written uh, idea as to what I had in my head. Mm. Um, it just is is really succinctly well told in a story. Right. Um, but yeah, I I highly recommend that book. It's and again, it's like eighty pages or something. Yeah. So it's my Those, my style of reading. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say tiny little books are my specialty. Mm -hmm. If I see if I see thousand pages, I'm out. I'm out. I can't do it. I mean, it just can't. Like I don't have I don't know. I don't have the patience. No, my everyone in my family's favorite book of all time is Atlas Shrugged, and I've never been able to get get in. It's it's yeah. this thick. I'm like. Not gonna happen. I, I can't commit. I can't commit to it. I think that's why they made Cliff Notes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And movies, and movies. And never as good as the book, uh, sure. But yeah, yeah. you know, they, I get the yeah. gist. <laughs> right. Have you thought about writing a book yourself? Um, you know, I, I hadn't until somewhat recently when a buddy of mine. I have so many half baked screenplays that I have. Yeah. Yeah, And one of my buddies said, you know what, some of the big budget ones that, you know, gonna, you know, cost millions of dollars, you'd have to sell to a big studio. Why don't you just make it into a book, try to sell it that way, and then see if yeah. it gets enough fan following that someone wants to make it into a movie. Right. Um, so I'm, I'm considering it. My brother's finishing up his third novel, so I, I, I'm sure I can ask him for tips if I, if I, uh, if I need to, uh transfer any of these screenplays into novel formal format yeah yeah well you know based on what you said i i suggest one big thing a book that's basically about concentrating on one big thing at a time yes that is a <laughs> that is a problem i have it's you know the the, the plus and minus of not not saying no to things uh it, there are pluses and minuses to it um right. Yeah, because it can open up avenues you didn't think were possible. Right. Uh, but also, you know, sometimes you're like, oh, I wish I didn't waste all that time in that thing that. Yeah. Maybe I, cost me money. <laughs> yeah, I'm the same way. For the past year, I was kind of like, you know, doing 15 things at once and it was, nothing was moving forward. So this this next 12 months of my life is about kind of scaling back and maybe slowing down and just concentrating on one thing and then moving on to the other. So. You know, yes. I, I'm I'm telling you to do that, but uh, you know, I'm a I'm as much of a victim as as you are. So it, yeah, it's... I, I I'm I'm hoping to do that uh, uh, next year. I am hoping to fund yeah. and produce and shoot a movie uh, here locally. Um, but that being said, I'm not going to stop doing the podcast, and I have a yeah. you know the dads and drinks show on the on YouTube as well. So not going to stop doing that either. I'm actually making plans to vastly improve that. So. Great, you know. Eventually, I'll I'll have to scale down or or, you know, be successful enough to hire people to make my life easier. <laughs> there you go. That's the dream. That's the dream. 
That is. So, the last question for today, how can people tell us more about your podcast and how can people follow you? Sure. Uh, the podcast is the Jeff Macalino podcast. Find it anywhere you find podcasts. Uh, very creatively named um, because <laughs> I sat, I'll, I'll tell you the backstory <laughs> is I sat around for six months saying, I'm going to start a podcast. I'm going to start a podcast. And everyone had advice. Everyone who's <laughs> never had a podcast yes. has advice to tell me about what I need to do with the podcast. And eventually I got so sick of waiting around trying to figure out the name and the goal. And I said, yes. it's going to be the Jeff Macalino podcast. And it's going to about, be about me talking to people I want to talk to. Right. Um, and that's basically what it is. And uh, I do, I tell people, you know, it, it's, it's uh lighthearted. Uh, I've, you know, I talk about some serious stuff, some not serious stuff. You know, I have comedians on, I have, I've had a flat earther on, I've had, a Bigfoot hunter on, you know, there's, there's a, an episode for, for anyone is what I like to say. And generally I I have a few drinks and and enjoy myself and sometimes make jokes that the guest either doesn't get, get or laugh at, but you know, it's, it's part of it. It's, it's part of it. Yeah. So, but yeah, you can find uh, me on, on YouTube. I'm, I'm trying to beef up the YouTube channel. Now I do a thing called drunk Jeff eats on there where I review mm. new fast food items um, while intoxicated. Uh, okay. And I have the dads and drink show uh, on there as well. And um, just kind of a different, lets me be a little freer than I feel like the, my podcast does. Cause it's less mainstream. Right. <laughs> um, right. And then Twitter, Instagram uh, I'm at St. J Mac on both of those all right cool we'll, we'll make sure you put all that information in the show notes so everybody can find you cool jeff this was so much fun thank you for making me laugh making me feel good i learned a lot today i hope you enjoyed it as well yeah absolutely i'm i always love talking about myself <laughs> and we love we love listening to you so it all works out great <laughs> jeff take care of yourself uh, i want to remind everybody like follow and share help us spread the word take care jeff Thanks for having me. Cheers.